Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book from my collection, tell you a little bit about the background, and rate it on various factors. For the video version of the podcast, head on over to youtube.com slash vmcampos. Why imagine the comic when you can actually see it? But if you stick around for the audio version of the podcast, it's actually longer. This week I'm reviewing Night of the Living Dead number one, published by Fantaco Enterprises in 1991. Let's get started. It's Halloween time, so I thought I'd review a Halloween-themed comic. Now, spoiler alert, I will be going through the various pages of this book, so if you don't want to get spoiled, get yourself a copy of the comic. A little background info of the comic. This is the first comic book adaptation of George A. Romero's classic zombie movie. That movie debuted in 1968, directed by George A. Romero, co-written by John Russo, and of course starring Dwayne Johnson and Judith O'Day. The Night of the Living Dead movie wasn't the first zombie movie. That honor often goes back to 1934's White Zombie, starring Bela Lugosi. But Romero's version really kicked off the modern style of zombies, with movies also full of political commentary and the like. It's kind of surprising that it wasn't until 1991 that there was a comic book adaptation of that movie. Well, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's not a kid's movie. It is one of the most bleak, nihilistic movies you'll ever see. That ending still shocks me decades later after I've first seen it. That is something I won't spoil, but I will be spoiling this, uh, the, the plot of this comic. Now, it's issue one of four. There were four issues in this series. I only have issue number one, and I want to get the other ones. They seem to be somewhat rare on eBay and at a reasonable price. And I don't remember if mine came damaged in the corner or not, or it got damaged in transit or something, but the bottom left corner is a little blunted. But besides that, it's in good condition, so I'm happy with that. Fantaco Enterprises, the company behind this comic book, is kind of interesting because they were active between 1980 and 1998, and then they kind of went extinct for literally 20 years. They returned in 2019 and are publishing comics again. They've always had a sort of a horror bent. They've published Gore Shriek, Vault of Screaming Horror, Blood Gothic, Pray for Us Sinners, and Fred Hembeck's comics. In the 21st century, they're publishing Infinite Punishment, Margot, Intergalactic Trash Collector, Screaming Horror, and Gorgo Attacks, among others. After Fantico published various Night of the Living Dead comics from 1991 to 1994, including a tale set in London, the rights to the publishing went over to Dead Dog Comics in 2003. So there was a 10-year gap or so, and what we got was Barbara's Zombie Chronicles showing us that Barbara actually survived that night, oops, spoiler alert, and then a comic all about her adventures. Published in 2003, hey, didn't some other comic book also publish at that time that was zombie-related? There must have been some virus in the air. The most recent publisher to create Night of the Living Dead comics is Avatar, Avatar Press, from 2006 to 2012, and they published a bunch of different Night of the Living Dead comics, all very sexual, very violent, 
with tons of variant covers in the style of Avatar Press. You know, I'm not a prude, but I've got to say those Avatar variant covers, which I will not be showing here. You got to look them up for yourself. Give yourself nightmares. I just think they, they just give me some really weird feelings, whether they are the Night of the Living Dead comics or the more famous or infamous Crossed covers. Those are just some really horrific covers. They're really for an audience. I'm not that audience. And it really feels that when Avatar took over the Night of the Living Dead publication, they just took it to a, a much uh, more visceral level that at first I would have said maybe wouldn't have been in line with the original movie, but John Russo actually wrote some of those Avatar books, the co-writer, the screenwriter of the original movie. So what do I know? That was a little bit of the background information. Let's get on with the comic. As I am wont to do, the first thing that we will rate is the cover. So here we have a painted cover by Carlos Castro with Eric Mayu. And I love it. I love the impasto feel of it. That's a fancy art term in which you see the actual sort of caking of the paint on the canvas. Extreme close-up of the Ur zombie coming at you in the very first scene. Basically monochromatic except for a few splashes of sickly rotting flesh tones and blood. I just love the scrape of paint right here on the tooth of this zombie and the expression of pure violence as the zombie comes right at you. I'm gonna give this a five out of five. I love covers that go above and beyond traditional media. Here we have a fully painted cover that really stands out in your collection. Horrific and ethereal. The interior art is by the same pair of artists. It's not fully delineated uh, how they do the different art duties, but we've got Castro and Mayhew. And in the very first scene here, again, we see the number one famous zombie, the first zombie to attack in the movie, portrayed by Bill Hinsman, who reprised his role in 1998 for additional footage, if you can believe it. Now, what's interesting is that, that this scene right here actually kind of changes the plot a little bit of the movie, but we'll get back to plot in a moment. So interior art is also very similar to the cover. There's splashes in here that it looks like it's painted, but then it also feels like charcoal. I'm not sure what the full process is. It's great realistic art. And here is this splash page that really captures the mood, the main characters talking, the tombstone with the name of the comic, chapter one, a nice tableau vivant here, or should I say tableau deceased? Yeah, I'm pretty clever sometimes. Um, we have the sound effects of the environment that also work very well to make it feel realistic, plus a comic book. Little flourishes here, the boy you'll be damned to hell line is uh, portrayed really well with the shaking of the fist. So I really like the art. I think it's very, very good. I do have to say, however, it is inconsistent here and there. Sometimes the expressions of the actors, Judith O'Day here, for example, sort of gets off model here and there. And even the character Johnny, it's just great art. I'm gonna have to give it, however, a four and a half, well, a 4.75 out of five, because there is that inconsistency in the art here and there like this shot right here feels a little bit too painterly for what's been established before and then again sometimes we're not 
quite on model. But it's very realistic. Panel layouts are interesting, cinematic, and some really nice art. Plot. Well, it basically follows the story of the movie, and if you know the movie, you know the story. There are a couple of little changes here and there. We get an expository outside Willard, Pennsylvania, Sunday, April 28th, 1968. So we place exactly when the movie happened officially in this comic, which, uh, to be honest, at the moment, I don't know if this is actually canon, if the comic is canon, but... We're establishing that the movie takes place in 1968, released in the real world in 1968. The plot, of course, is from George A. Romero and John Russo, but this adaptation is by Tom Skewlin and Eric Stanway. Plus letters by Mary Kelleher and Hank Jansen as typographist. And then we have here this little bit of a prelude where we see the Ur-Zombie preying on a bug. Now, is that bug... Is that depicting the bug that we're eating over here? Because if that bug is in correct proportion to this tombstone, that bug is huge. But the zombie takes it out no problem. Further in the prequel of things, instead of the, where in the original movie we have that amazing eerie music playing while we get the credits and the car driving up, we start from the perspective already of the zombie realizing someone's coming into my domain and then the vehicle going into the graveyard. And again, some of, the, some of this art here is just amazing. This looks like a movie still. This is issue number one of four, so we don't see the whole story yet. It's a four-issue series. But this basically follows the plot of the movie, adds a little bit extra here and there. So I'm gonna give it a five out of five for the plot. The classic zombie movie that defined a whole genre a whole modern genre is depicted pretty faithfully in the uh, in the in the comic book adaptation, and it and with little extra flourishes here and there, it deserves a five out of five. And next up, enjoyability. The enjoyability of this book, I would also rank it as very high, a good old five out of five, because it's a visual treat. It is as violent as the movie. It is more violent than the movie decades later you can show more. It's not on the level of Avatar press violence, it's still within the realm of the original movie, that quaint 60s movie that shocked the nation. But obviously if you don't enjoy extreme zombie violence, you won't enjoy the book. I give this a 5 out of 5 because the art is tremendous, visually it's very interesting, it follows the movie's plot very well, it's a faithful adaptation. And so that was Night of the Living Dead number one, published by Fantico Enterprises in 1991. Now I'd like to hear what you thought of the comic. Was it as scary as I made it out to be? Was it faithful to the original George A. Romero movie? Did you like the film adapted into a comic book plot? Now that you've seen the first issue, are you gonna buy your own copy and the rest of the series? Or are you more of a fan? of the Avatar line of comics? Tell me in the comments. Once again, don't forget to check out the video version of the podcast over at youtube.com slash vmcampos. Instead of imagining the comic, see it for yourself in all its horrific glory. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment, and all that good stuff. Ring the bell. I would really appreciate it. 
This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you next time for the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club.